Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we get into this story, make sure you're a member of my Discord server. Link is in the description and in the pinned comments. Entitled Mum demands I give an entitled kid my giveaway prize. So, I have a Discord server with about 30 people, and sometimes my friend or I do giveaways. It could be a special role, gift cards, etc. My friend told me that he wanted to do a one-month Discord Nitro giveaway. I told him that he could set the giveaway up and I would inform everyone. When he finished setting up the giveaway, he told me that I could participate too, which I did. When it finally got to the time to reveal the winner, literally everyone who participated was online, waiting for the countdown to go 3, 2, 1. And the lucky winner was... me. Yes, I won. At first, everything was okay. People were congratulating me in chat for winning and were very nice. But about 5 minutes later, I get a DM from an entitled kid. This is how the conversation went. Give me the prize! Okay, okay, hold on. Maybe say hello first? I said, give me the prize! But why should I? I won in a fair way. But it's unfair for the owner to win. Okay, listen, I didn't host the giveaway. My friend did, and he told me that I could participate in the giveaway. I don't trust you. Send me proof. Okay, I sent him a screenshot of the conversation. That's obviously edited with Photoshop, you idiot. I don't even have Photoshop. Yes, you do. I know it. Well, you can know what you want, but I won't give you the prize, especially not with that attitude. I might sound like a parent now, but that's just how I am. Okay, fine. He stopped sending me messages and I thought I had been clear enough later while I was editing a video I got a call on discord and you should know who it was Well, I thought that too, but it wasn't the entitled kid. This was karen's time to shine I answered the call and all I could hear was loud bass music a kid screaming bloody murder and a woman shouting into the microphone It was like I just experienced headphone heck since I couldn't understand anything mainly because what just happened killed my eardrums Not really, but you get the point I said sent him or now her a text message saying it's too loud and I couldn't understand her. She then stopped the call and called me again after five minutes. Now I was able to understand her, but I didn't like what I heard. This is how the conversation went. Hello? Yes, hello. Am I talking to- She mispronounced my name, by the way. Yes, indeed. Can I help you with anything? Yeah, my son told me you promised him this Discord Nitro thing, but won't give it to him? Okay, mom, what he is talking about are complete lies. It was a fair- My angel would never lie to me. Ouch, keep it down mom. No, I don't have to do anything. You will give my entitled kid the thing now. Listen, it was a fair giveaway and he didn't win anything. I don't care if that's true. You will give him the thing for being rude to me and my son. I think you should give me something for almost breaking my ears. Now this was a very bad decision. After I said that, she began screaming even louder. I just ended the call, blocked him and kicked him from my discord server. I haven't heard from him since. TLDR, don't participate Participate in giveaways if you're the server owner or an entitled kid might creep up under your bed. 
Okay, well, I think it's fair to say that this entitled kid and this mom kind of overreacted, but I do slightly understand the kid's point. To be honest, if you're a server owner, even if it isn't your giveaway directly, you probably shouldn't be entered into the competition. But you did show proof and the giveaway did seem pretty fair. And even still, just because you're the owner, it doesn't mean the kid is entitled to win. Like, yeah, he can be a little annoyed that you are the server owner and he didn't win, but that doesn't mean that he's entitled to win the giveaway and get that free nitro. But overall, I do think that server owners shouldn't get involved in a Discord giveaway. Moving on to our next story, Entitled Kid steals my work and presents it as her own, forgetting that I have years worth of evidence. In secondary school, I started making the groundwork for a book I want to publish someday. Next May, it'll officially be six years in the making, so I have put a lot of time into it. Tolkien spent 13 years working with barely five races in a single continent, while I'm not just working with multiple continents, but at least 18 separate realms each with their own calendars, seasons, how gravity works around seven different magic systems, over a hundred separate races, thousands of relevant animals, history regarding the races, and stuff like that. Wow. Not to mention biomes, original biomes, planet size, solar system, shape, constellations, Jesus. Basically, I've put a lot of work into this. Every now and again, I show this off to my friends or my teachers, so they can either help me, give critical feedback, or things along those lines. The teacher, who I'll call nice teacher, had been a real help regarding grammar and so on. I know that no author is perfect and that's what editors are for, but I want to be proud of my work and I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. To make sure I don't accidentally screw up my Word documents, I have everything saved on two pen drives. One is 50 gigs and the other is 14 gigs. The 50 gig is never to leave the house, so I use the 14 gig as a sort of transporter to other computers to do work on it. Now that's been explained, time to talk about the swollen butt sponge that is the entitled kid. She too is an aspiring writer, but unlike myself, she is aiming towards doing another Twilight or Hunger Games. I let her know that if she did her own thing, she wouldn't be drowned in the copies upon copies of the same story, but with different people. The writing business is cutthroat and vicious, and by standing out, the audience is more likely to notice your work than Twilight 99 point. Yeah, I get her point. This entitled kid appeared to have taken this advice well, but as I have all the social graces of a broken chair, I must have missed something. Because she didn't really want to talk to me after that. Around that time, there was a sudden rumor sprung from the gutters that I was a plagiarist and that I was homophobic. Being the daughter of a lesbian, I don't really see the logic of that, but I ignored it. I had better things to do with my time. One Tuesday or Monday, I was with my nice teacher who was helping me regarding why specific races lived in specific countries. I won't go into detail because we'll be here all millennia, but I made some good progress. I automatically sent it to myself via email because I'm extremely paranoid about losing work, and yet I somehow forgot my drive. It wasn't the first time I've done this, hence why I have two of them and the 50 gig never leaves the house. Best to lose only a day's work than over a year's worth. I was saddened that I'd lost it, but it never occurred to me that someone would use that work. I had to ask my mum for money to get a new one because I'm broke and it was a 16 gig. Not much difference, but it suited its purpose. When I told EK about this while we were in the same class, she gave sympathy and then started talking about the book she wanted to make. She had some fun ideas, not gonna lie, but she didn't have any evidence of such work. I told her to write it all down, but she said that she had gotten a new flash drive. I can never remember 
remember their names and it would be fine. I never connected the dots, so I gave a little bit of praise over it. She then started talking about a competition surrounding concepts or whatever that was coming up and it sounded good, so I thought about entering along with her. I wrote a short story about a folktale or campfire story that would be in my book at some point for some fun and entered. I didn't expect to win, I was just there for some fun. EK obviously entered as well. When everyone gathered in the assembly to hear the winners and what work they provided to lead to such a victory, I was curious. I was sitting on my own because the rumors about me being a plagiarist and homophobe were still going around for whatever reason. One kid even telling me to leave out of fear I'd steal their work. That kid entered a dystopia about Peppa Pig, so I'm not sure what I was supposed to steal. And when it was announced that the entitled kid has won, I was congratulatory despite not winning. A sore loser isn't going to get far in life after all. But when she proudly read out what she had written, my heart froze. She read out a very short draft I'd made about one of my characters and how they felt after their species just got out of civil war and how tense it was. It was unmistakable. The country's name, the character's name, the species name, the mentioning of certain locations, I was horrified. Finally, the Lego pieces clicked. This embodiment of a secretion bacterial infection had my missing drive. I was so angry that I left and proceeded to have a crying fit in the bathroom because of what EK had changed about it. The character mentioned had gone from a hardened war hero to an edgy teen in love with the character who started the bloody war in the first place, which had ended the lives of millions for her own selfish gain. It felt like my baby had been mutilated. I confronted the entitled kid about what she'd done and wanted to know why she'd done such a thing, but she pretended ignorance and went to the principal of our bloody school to complain that I was stealing her work. I was called to the principal's office along with my mum and the mum of the entitled kid, who was an entitled mound of dog feces. Because my memory is rather poor, I can't fully say what was said, but I'm sure most of you are familiar with it. The entitled mum went into a rant about how evil I was, how her daughter was so perfect her poo didn't smell, and so on. She reached full Mr. Reddit screeching until the principal threatened to make her sit outside to shut her up. The principal wouldn't expel either of us as she wanted, but she wanted this to be done with as she takes plagiarism very seriously. She asked the entitled kid first about the situation and she painted me as some kind of neo-Nazi while throwing in a homophobic slur here and there, whilst her mum is grinning like she has no cheeks. My mum, of course, was horrified at such language being used so casually. The principal was obviously annoyed with it herself. She turned to me and asked my side, and I said that EK was filled with more poo than manure. I admittedly fell into the rabbit hole of rants about how angry I was that a character I'd worked hard to build had been butchered so horribly to fulfill the fantasy of a nobody. Her entitled mum got furious that I would dare insinuate that her daughter lied. Then my mum got mad that she was yelling at me and EK got mad at me for making her mum mad and I returned the favour. The principal had to bang a book on the desk to get us all to shut up like she were a judge and she turned to me and said that I needed proof of my claims. What the entitled kid didn't know was that I was prepared to break a golden rule of mine for the purpose of this meeting. I brought in dear Mr. 50 gig. I had it inside my wallet that was chained to my pants so it couldn't be stolen and I put it in front of the principal. I turned to the EK and told her politely to suck on my breasticles, my way of saying books. At that moment, my nice teacher walked in to give the principal some photocopy sheets of something and I took my chance. I asked her what we had done a few days ago 
and she said that she had been helping me with the name of the country that the entitled kid had claimed was hers. I asked her the name of the hero of the war in that country and she said the name EK claimed as hers. I asked her who started the war and she confusedly said the name EK had twisted into being a love interest. In the meantime, the principal was looking at what I had done on the computer and concluded that it was EK who stole, not me. The entitled mum proceeded to throw a massive fit, grabbing the principal's computer and smashing it. I nearly died at the thought of 50 gigs being destroyed, but it was okay. This got her kicked out of the room and banned from the school, along with a fine for the destroyed property. The entitled kid was mad that I had caught her. She yelled at the principal for siding with a homophobe. My mum pointed out that she was a lesbian, so that point kind of lost any meaning. I then figured out that she was the one who was spreading these things about me, likely a way to project her guilt to make her feel better. The principal wasn't having any of it and banned her from entering competitions along with giving back my drive. She responded by dropping it in a cup of water and I was glad as it destroyed all of the damaged art I'd made. She didn't get more of a comeuppance than that and the rumors remained until college. I saw her there and felt it right for me to rant. Have a safe year, people. Oh, that sounds like torture for you. I'm just happy that it all got sorted in the end. Now, let this be a lesson for anyone watching who works online. You need to back up your drives in case this sort of thing happens. If you're doing anything important at all on your computer, get a good hard drive immediately. How I was almost trapped in an arranged marriage. I grew up in a cult that believed, among other things, that women were the property of men and children were the property of parents. So as an unmarried daughter, I was basically a cherished slave. I ran the house, meal plans, cooked, and even homeschooled my younger siblings, all while trying to homeschool myself through high school. Having grown up my whole life this way, I didn't even know the law would have been on my side if I had decided to defy my parents and move out when I turned 18. My parents constantly reminded me that until they gave me away to a husband, I was still their child and would obey them as the mouthpieces of God in my life. One day, my parents told me they had received a phone call from the parents of another family we knew. Their oldest son had noticed me and wanted permission to court me, so per protocol, the parents would talk to each other, then each talk to their kids and arrange the whole thing. My mum was beaming with pride, but I thought about it for a little bit and said I didn't want to do it. My mum's smile disappeared and she cried. What? Why? I gave her my reasons, very good ones I thought, but my mum wasn't satisfied and told me I was not allowing God to work in my life and that I should just obey them and trust that God's will would be done. Being the good girl I was, I relented and said yes. Then followed a week or two of awkward family gatherings between our two houses because this version of courtship never allowed for the couple to be alone together. I tried to ease the tension by telling funny stories and encouraging other family members to talk, but I only received stern rebukes from his mother who very clearly did not approve of me. Once she said, we don't believe in practical jokes, so we are not impressed by that story. Story. I mumbled that I wasn't trying to impress them and they could talk about anything they wanted, but no one did. Another time I was alone with his mum in the living room and she stated, I only had two requirements on the girl he chose. One, that she came from a good family and two, that she knew her Bible. And you have both of those, so I'm not gonna say anything. I was confused at feeling so rejected when I didn't even want this in the first place. I mean, really, who was courting who? Then I got a job offer as the church receptionist and my parents told me that his parents had called them again and said they did not approve of women working outside the home and didn't want me to take the job. We believed the same way, except it was after the woman was a mother. Before she had kids, it was up to her father or husband whether or not she could work someplace else. Dang, all these rules and laws in cults like this are just crazy.
crazy to me. This being a strange situation where my father allowed it, but the guy I was courting didn't. My parents told me to call him and get his permission too. I thought that the phone call went well. He basically said he was not my husband yet and I should follow my own family's rules. He didn't mind and was okay with it, so I happily accepted the job. The next day, my parents told me his parents had called and cancelled the whole relationship. It felt weird to get dumped without ever hearing from the guy dumping me, but it solved my problem and I moved on a little confused and definitely not in the mood for anyone else to court me. Two years later, at 19, I still wasn't married. Wait, so you were 17 when this first happened? And his family thought that meant God was saving me for him. The whole scenario repeated itself, but this time my dad insisted that the guy caught him first so he could decide if he was even good enough for me before my heart got broken again. My dad told them until he made a decision one way or the other, he did not want any of them to contact me and tell me what was going on. The guy decided no contact couldn't possibly mean letters, so he wrote me a five-page apology for dumping me two years before and confessing that he had been falling in love with me and wanted to know if it was worth his time to even get to know my dad. My parents saw his name on the envelope and confiscated the letter before finally deciding it was too late and they explained the whole thing. I was honestly insulted that a guy I had barely seen in two years would say he loved me, but doubt if it was worth his time to follow my family's requirements to court me. Especially after the last time he tried it, his family made me feel like trash. We agreed to meet at a local restaurant and agree on the terms of the relationship and decide if we even wanted to try it again. I sat on one side of the table with my parents on either side of me and he sat on the other side with his parents on either side of him. It felt like we had lawyers. You know, through this whole thing, I'm just thinking, this is not the way that marriage should be conducted. This is crazy. Opie's right. It's as if both of these families do have lawyers and this marriage is a transaction. Both families have to sign for it or something. It's crazy. His dad immediately started yelling at my dad for denying his son and saying it was so obvious that I wanted this and he was holding me back. My dad is a quiet man and he sat there like an angry stone while this man yelled at his face in the middle of the restaurant. It got so heated and embarrassing, the guy who liked me excused himself to the bathroom to throw up. While he was gone, his dad also said that if we didn't accept his son, there might never be another guy to come along and marry me. This made me laugh because I wasn't that desperate to just accept the first guy to ask just because I was scared no one else would. I didn't care if I ever got married or not, even though I didn't dare tell anyone else that. The evening ended with an agreement that we would pick up where we left off. We thought that meant more courtship. They thought they already did courtship, so now it was an agreement to get engaged. The mistake quickly revealed itself a few days later when another guy friend I had, a new guy, emailed my dad himself and asked permission to court me. My dad told me I should tell the guy I was courting and ask him if I could stay friends with the guy who liked me but who I had rejected. The guy came up with what I thought was a pretty good plan. My dad would tell him I was already courting someone else and then I could introduce him to some of my other friends and then maybe he would leave on his own. I thought that this was brilliant and my dad spent the rest of the evening writing a tactful reply to the new guy. The guy I was courting was now aware that I had friends who were not female. Their family believed guys and girls could never be just friends so I was essentially cheating on him with 20 other guys. He called me the next morning, six days after I'd agreed to this courtship, and asked my permission to ask my dad's permission to ask me to marry him. Basically, the lamest over-the-phone proposal ever. He said he was in love with me and we didn't have to get married right away, but that 
I would be just his and have a ring on my finger so no one could take me away from him. I told him I was flattered that he thought he loved me and I wished I could say I loved him back, but I didn't. It had only been six days and I hadn't even decided how I felt about him yet. This whole thing is just so mad. How can you say you love someone after six days? His voice changed instantly and he angrily snapped, asking if I was still talking to that guy who also liked me. I was shocked. I had never seen this side of him before. That's why it should take longer than six days to find a spouse, kids. You're not wrong there. I tried telling him that my dad had only just replied to his email and I hadn't had a chance to introduce him to my friends yet. He said, that wasn't the plan. We agreed you wouldn't talk to him anymore. I shut him down and said, whoa, I'm only doing what you told me to do. We're not engaged yet. I talk to lots of guys and it doesn't mean anything romantic. We're just friends. His voice quietened down, but he still sounded bitter and he said, well, if you can't agree to not talk to any other boys and only talk to me, maybe we shouldn't call this courting right now. Maybe we shouldn't, I replied. We agreed that I would take a week to think about it and call him when I had made my decision. Marry him and forsake all the male friends I had known since I was five or cut off the relationship for the second time. I told my parents what happened and they tried to convince me to just do what he wanted, but I finally yelled at them for the first time in my life that I was not going to marry anyone I did not love. My dad was angry, but my mum sent me to my room and said we could talk about it later. I had a week after all. Yeah, a week to decide your entire future with your husband. Jeez. I was very sad. The only reason I was considering it was because my parents insisted it was God's will and I really wanted to do what God said. But at the same time, this family seemed even more strict than my own and I would also miss all my old friends. There was so much to think about. About an hour later, I got two calls from this guy's mother, which I let go to voicemail. I didn't want to talk to her right then. Next thing I know, my little brother came up holding the house phone saying it was the guy's mum and she demanded to talk to me. She scolded me for a long time saying I had cheated on her son and that he had called off work this morning because he was worried sick over calling me and asking me to marry him. She all but called me a harlot because of all the guys I was talking to while I tried to tell her I was not in a relationship with any of them. She said, you cheated on him. You are in a relationship with every person you meet. But not every relationship is a romantic one. Between guys and girls, yes. For example, my husband is my best friend and I would never talk to other men and neither would your mum. Oh, yes, she would. She talks to other men all the time and she's friends with lots of people. Well, I'm shocked. I honestly thought better of her than that. She then demanded to know why I needed seven days to pray about whether or not to marry her son. God doesn't take that long to answer prayer. It sounds like you already know how you feel and you're just too scared to say it. It should take a day or two at the most. Look, your son agreed to let me have a week. If he can't do that, then the answer is no. Well, let's not be too hasty. I thought, who's being hasty? I wanted a week, literally a week. She then told me she would go talk to her son and her husband and see what they wanted to do. It's literally never about the bride in this situation. That is crazy. I hung up the phone and threw it across the room. I had never been accused of anything like that before and I curled up in a ball and cried. My mum heard me and came to see what was wrong. When I told her everything that horrible woman said to me, I stated firmly that I never wanted to see anyone from that family again. She called my dad up and he was angry for me being accused of being a harlot with all these boys, but told me I was not allowed to make my decision until a week was up because that was what I had agreed to. I just silently told myself they could all think what they wanted, but I knew my answer was no and it would still be no a week from now. He called the family back and told them none of them were to contact me in any way, shape or form for the whole week. And when I had made my decision, he would call them and let them know what it was. They were angry, but they never contacted me again.
again. Almost two years later, I married the new guy who had emailed my dad. Remember him? He was not a member of our cult, thank goodness, and taught me how to think for myself. Our courtship looked a lot more like dating than anything else and made a lot of people upset, but we didn't care. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary and we have three sons. I feel like I was rescued. Wow, what a mental story. I am so, so glad for you that it ended up okay and you found a good man to be with for the rest of your life. I think this story is almost the exact reason why cults have such a stigma surrounding them. There is something seriously wrong in the fact that you as a woman can't even choose your own husband. That just doesn't sit right with me. But a lot of people don't stand up against their family and just go with the flow and are unhappy in their life. So what you did is so courageous and brave and I'm really impressed. Anyway, that is the end of this story. A bit of a deeper one today, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. If you enjoyed it, click on the playlist on screen for my top 10 Reddit videos.